0: Welcome everybody to our first edition, first episode of the GW Show. My name is Marcus Weiser and here with my co-host, the one, the only, the man himself, Mr. Dan Gonzalez. What's going on, brother?
1: What is going on, Marcus? We are finally doing this.
0: For real, man. So the reason for, obviously, the GW Show, um, what kind of started it was is that Dan and I have done a couple episodes uh, for uh, the Ride On Sports Show and uh, dan also uh, co-hosts right on square circle for the ride on network but throughout time uh, we have been kind of uh rumored and uh brought upon to do our own thing and uh, a couple months ago we were on the espn 104.3 show in panama city and we absolutely hit it off very well also the first time we met each other by the way and yes. <laughs> uh, and we had a really good time and you know I had stepped away from the from the Ryan Sports Show because of my obviously busy schedule, and doing that episode with you, bro, that kind of reignited me to kind of want to do at least a, a sports show once, once in a while again, kind of a once in a week thing, and uh, you and I talked about it, and here we finally are. We have finally made our debut uh, recording on May 16th, and obviously this episode will be live on the 17th, but I, I'm excited to be doing this, bro.
1: Yeah, no, same. Um, you know, it, everyone always has told us that we have like this crazy chemistry. Even before we met each other, everyone con- kind of commented that, you know, me and Marcus should be working together. Me and Marcus just have this weird chemistry. It just works, it clicks. And, you know, on ESPN radio, it kind of all came to fruition. And I, you know, if people don't, rem- you know, if people recognize my voice too, I did have a sports show. Um, shut up and listen and this is kind of like the rebrand of shut up and listen complete new name new co-host and you know i'm ready to rock and roll for this honestly and and you can still catch me live every thursday and we go and we post the episode on friday right on Squared circle so you can still catch me and my beautiful co-host scott hollinsworth talk about rest every week
0: yeah man and you guys do produce a pretty Pretty amazing stuff. I obviously tune in and listen to it at, at whenever I can. Uh, if not every episode, but definitely every other episode, for sure. Yeah, like I said, me
1: and me and Scott definitely have we we built up our chemistry from the beginning and now. And Scott actually just did his first solo episode, and I thought he did a phenomenal job. I was so proud of him and proud of his growth throughout you know episode. the last year. Or so he did. Scott one solo. I I couldn't make it, and Kyle couldn't make it, so. Scott went solo and he did a phenomenal job and I was super proud of him.
0: Good for him, man. I don't know if I could do a solo episode. I feel like...
1: It is I- difficult. I had <laughs> did one I one too one day when Scott and Kyle couldn't uh, jump on. I actually did ride on Squirt Circle by myself and it was difficult.
0: I, I mean, you have to kind of picture like if you're trying to entertain an audience and it always kind of funny, um, whenever COVID was kind of a big thing, uh, when Stone Cold did it, he did like, give me a hell yeah and there was nobody in the crowd. He had this, like, awkward pause. That's about how I would picture if you did a solo podcast.
1: (laughs) You know, the funny thing is I did it and I'm, like, gasping for air because I can't – I don't want any dead air. I I need to – it needs to be, like, a continuous – dialogue going like you cannot stop and i'm like at the 26 minute mark i remember i'm like i'm like all right i'm cutting it short i listed up all of our socials and i'm like i'm out (laughs) and i chugged like a gallon of water right after i was done but in all honesty like a solo podcast i listen to some guys like i listen to like michael rapaport a lot and he does a solo podcast for the but for the most part Mm -hmm. and you know he does it so seamlessly and he was kind of like a motivation for me to like i'm like you know i can give solo a shot here Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I I am just saying um, there's no way I could do that. I I mean there's no way I could.
1: But today man, you know what if there's days that you can't make it on this show, I I am more than happy to go on our sports rant.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate you doing that, man. But um today uh, we have a few topics here. Um I we were going to talk about like a like a way too late kind of draft cap recap, but Obviously it's been like two, three weeks now and um not trying to Yeah,
1: keep, these guys have already been signing their contracts too and yeah, stepping like, in the field.
0: Yeah, I mean every I mean there's the the busts have already been made for for Trayvon Walker, so it's kind of already in the air for that. Um and you know, the Jets and Lions, you know, the two, you know teams that t- typically don't do well in the draft actually crush it, the draft. And uh, you know, of course, you know, my Cowboys did not do well in the draft. Probably one of the worst in the draft. I'll just be very honest with that. As a Jets
1: fan, this was probably the best draft I have ever seen on paper. Probably. Now, obviously, I have to wait on the field. Yeah. This is easily, by far, even last year, I was like, this is a really good draft. This year was a franchise-altering draft, and I will say it over and over again, franchise-altering Draft. You get the number one corner. You get a number one wide receiver. You get an edge rusher that was projected to go top 10, and you get him at 26. Like, it does and not you, get much better than that.
0: And you get the number one running back in the second round, too.
1: Exactly. And then you get a very serviceable tight end in Jeremy Ruckert, who's a lifelong Jets fan. Mm-hmm. Um, you get Max Mitchell for, you know, offensive line purposes. And I'm telling you, the Clemens kid from Texas A&M, um that kid i be afraid of that guy be very afraid of that man that guy is going to terrorize people
0: i know we literally said we were going to talk about this but here we are talking about this
1: <laughs> i'm excited you know like my my team is actually for once getting like some much generated hype and it's it's beautiful i haven't you know the jets haven't really had a lot of hype in the last 11 to 12 years
0: it's been a while and man it's been a while
1: you know the funny thing is when i was in high school we were actually a team that people did not want to play right we were not, we were in and out of the playoffs we went to back-to-back afc title games um, against the steelers we were a two-point conversion away going to the super bowl like when i was in high school it was fun to be a jets fan we were really good
0: yeah and here my team was like consistently 10 and 6 but always just shit in the bed in the first round Every year. So it's like, well, or, it's like okay. Or eight and eight. Yeah, or eight and eight. It's like, all right, well, here we are. We know what's happening. Let's just move on to the next season. It's a rinse and repeat cycle. But um speaking of like the, the schedules and things like that, the NFL schedule, bro, uh just released not long ago. Um, what are your obviously we'll go we'll mention our teams first, but um I'll start with you. Uh what do you think of the schedule for your Jets this season?
1: Um, first half very difficult. Second half, there should be no excuse to make a late season run if you have a very bad first half. The first four games are against the whole AFC North, which we know is the bruiser division, the smack you in the mouth. Uh, there your I would be, I would be pleasantly happy if the Jets walked away those first four weeks with no injuries or very minimal non-serious injuries. Right. Um and then um then then we get into some divisional games where the Dolphins come into New York mm-hmm. right after we get out of the AFC North and they get like a little bit of a gauntlet the last 2 weeks of uh, or the middle 2 weeks of October. They go at Green Bay and they go at Denver. So, you know, <laughs> but then I look at the back half of the schedule, mm-hmm. the Chicago Bears, I'll even throw the New England Patriots in there. I'm not afraid of the Patriots for once. Um, Patriots, Bears, Vikings at Buffalo, which is gonna be difficult. The Lions, the Jaguars, the Seahawks, and then in Miami to end the year. There should be no reason why like those last few games that Jets just don't go on a run and maybe try and at least make a wild card run. I'm not gonna say they're gonna make the playoffs, but it wouldn't. I would be pleasantly happy if they made a late season run and they were, you know how like CBS and Fox show like the playoff and like yeah. Like teams that are in the hunt. Yeah, I want I want to see the Jets' name under in the hunt because that means you're drafting well, you're developing well. So then year three with Sala and his boys and Zach Wilson, there's no excuse to not make the playoffs in year three. And I think the Jets need those type of expectations to be better, especially with this young group of guys that they're bringing along. Uh,
0: no, I agree. I agree. Um, I think for you guys, if y'all are let's see eight wins, nine wins. That's a massive improvement from last year. Massive improvement. And it's also hard to because seven. They,
1: even seven, I'll take 7. Like the AFC
0: is just ridiculously loaded this year. Like it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. it's, it's
1: a it's a war zone. Like you have a very talented team like the Dolphins who put a they basically put a track team on a football field. They're probably not going to make the playoffs and they're a very talented team.
0: There's a chance, man, that in the AFC, I'm not saying it could happen. There could be like multiple 10 win teams that don't make it you might need 11 12
1: there might be an 11 there might there might be an 11 win team that gets booted out because a division winner took a top four seed that doesn't have 11 wins and it may come out of that afc west which is going to be a dogfight.
0: oh my goodness that afc west is ridiculous man and then of course you've got the nfc with the nfc east who is has an absolutely cupcake schedule this year and i I, for one, am not buying it because the first two games that Dallas plays is Sunday night against Tampa, and they got to turn right around the following week and play the Bengals. And, I mean, you
1: got the you're Super Bowl. You're basically playing the two Super Bowl frontrunners back-to-back weeks.
0: Exactly. And then, I mean, we've also played the Rams, played the Packers, and uh, the Titans. Everyone else is literally...
1: I think the Titans drastically fall off this year.
0: Right. I, I mean that's not that's not too far fetched. It just all depends on what they actually utilize. Because if they if they do too gonna much rush. with Derrick Henry, then this might be they're a gonna, CMC two point situation where he's just gonna they're gonna just rush.
1: Fall off. I think they're gonna rush. Um, they're gonna rush the um the development of Malik Willis, and I think it's only gonna hurt them. Right. And, you know, he has a lot of these comps, these player comps. You know, I saw I saw a Patty Mahomes comp where, you know, the arm talent's there. He's obviously uber-athletic. He can run out of the pocket. And, you know, they have the, you know, sit the, sit one year, maybe play the last two weeks, and then the next year it's your job to take. You know, so they, a lot of them are projecting a Patty Mahomes career trajectory of how Patty Mahomes got started. But those are very lofty expectations. Those are massive. And just, expectations. Because someone, just because someone's career starts up very similar to the best quarterback in the NFL right now does not mean he's going to be uh Patrick Mahomes. The reason why Jared Goff got drafted first overall was because he went to the same school as Aaron Rodgers and I will stand by that narrative until the day I'm dead.
0: Well that's also too because of the fact that the Rams went to LA and they drafted a Caliboy at the same time. They had to make a little statement
1: yes. on that. Yeah, like I said, if Jared Goff went to like Saginaw Valley State University as a quarterback, he's not going first overall.
0: Like do you think he, now that do, do you think now if uh if the Rams had drafted Carson Wentz first instead of Goff, would Carson still be with the Rams? Yes. Yeah. Out oh, with McVeigh? Hell yeah. Like I think I think if they kept did that and kept him Oh they probably God.
1: win the Super Bowl that they probably win the Super Bowl against the Patriots that first time around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that I, I think they would have definitely I think they win that game. That's one of those like alternate like what if scenarios. If um if they would have done that If the that. Chargers
1: drafted Peyton Manning and not Ryan Leaf.
0: <laughs> if the Giants didn't draft Eli. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, but going back to the schedules, man, um I mean Dallas, they have literally the, the easiest schedule. I think it's tied with Washington, but yeah, they might win 11 games. Who cares? They have the easiest. They, have, they supposedly have the easiest schedule. It, all that matters is is come playoff time, man. That's all, honestly all I care about. I don't care. Like at that point, the regular season, okay, you've got you've you've got. It's very easy, but don't do the same thing last year where you beat all the teams under 500, and you lose the teams that are all above 500. Like, I want to see some consistency. Like, change it up, go into the playoffs, if you make the playoffs. And if you don't make the playoffs with this schedule, Mike McCarthy has to be fired the second that last game ends.
1: <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I never buy, like, an easy schedule. Because a lot of those teams that were bad last year, you know, they make, you know, if they really do care, they make the improvement the following season. So they obviously on paper come back a much better football team.
0: Right. But I mean, like, so I
1: always, I actually really never liked the, um, I actually never really liked, um, like the whole, like, oh, strength of schedule based off of last year. I'm like, mm-hmm. cool. Like, a lot of these teams that you're listing that are bad last year actually make significant improvements, aka teams like Detroit, the Jets. The Baltimore Ravens, who finished in last place in the division, all three of those teams made significant improvements. Right.
0: No, I mean, I, I don't say that they, I didn't think they did, but, like, let's let's go to, like, the Lions. Like, the Lions made a significant impact to their team, but a significant impact from winning two games to now. Like, they might win five or six games. I believe their over-under is six and a half. Like it's It might be an improvement for them, but it's not really a total improvement. It's like you're lighting the fire, but it hasn't fully ignited yet. It, it's you got to wait for it to get there. But I think that it's on the right trend, though. It's not the same typical Detroit trend where, all right, well, which spot between one and five are they taking next year in the draft? Which is good, sorry,
1: That I didn't catch your last statement.
0: Oh, I said, um, basically, the uh, with Detroit doing what they're doing, I'm glad to see that they're not repeating the same regimen of, okay, between one and five, which spot are they taking in the following draft? So I'm glad to yeah. see that they're not doing that. I mean, the same thing for the Jets, which I know you're glad about doing. I, f- I feel like that they're, they're going on the right trend like you had mentioned.
1: I was nervous with that fourth overall pick because I thought they were going to go with an edge rusher. I'm like, look... I'm like, there's a divi- We're in a division now where Tyree Kill just joined. Mm-hmm. We already have to deal with Stefan Diggs. We have to deal with Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. Gabriel Davis from the Bills just showed up. I'm pretty sure the Patriots are gonna find a doorknob that's gonna get a hundred receptions out of nowhere. <laughs> like, 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 we need another corner. Like, like, it can't be Bryce Hall doing. Bryce Hall was decent, but Bryce Hall to me is not a number one corner. Mm-hmm. He's a very good number two. I'm on Sauce soft- Gardner is a number one corner and then you have dj reed good slot corner good tackling corner it's exactly what they needed they needed a corner with that fourth overall pick because obviously Derek Stingley got taken the pick before mm-hmm. who i would have also happily taken as well at four yeah, but like absolutely. when when you know when um joe douglas said what's the best way to stop a passing attack he said you build an edge you know you, you get the you get the edge rushers going and i'm like shit. I'm like, we're going for. I'm like someone's Thibodeau or Jermaine Johnson are going for. And I'm lucky I'm super happy that Jermaine Johnson slipped and apparently a lot of the Jermaine Johnson slip was because the media hyped him up a little too much. Which on tape is very justified to hype him up. You see the tape.
0: Yeah. And plus and then, you know, Florida State welcome. and uh, you know, they didn't they did not do very well, so
1: no, and he was you. You can see he was like the shining star, and he separated himself from a lot of people on that defense. Yeah. Uh, but then you have Garrett Wilson. You know, Garrett Wilson. Someone you know. He's five foot ten, but he plays like he's six foot four. And he runs. He ran a four three eight forty, which is you know the Jets need a, that speed threat and mm-hmm. that that top off the defense type of guy. And I'm happy they got him. And like I said, on paper, it's super exciting. On paper, the, the offensive line is set. You know, your quarterback is comfortable. You know, you got two running backs now. You have Michael Carter and Bruce Hall, which could be electric. You have four wide receivers at your disposal healthy. Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, and Braxton Berrios. And then they went out and they got two tight ends, CJ Uzama and Ty Conklin. There is no excuse for Zach Wilson this year. They have given you everything.
0: Yeah, no, it's... It's true, though. It, it really is. Um, I just want to see the progression. You know, sometimes quarterbacks get that sophomore slump. I just want to know if he's going to progress more or maybe he needs she a little do. more.
1: There's no sophomore slump in this system because now if there's a sophomore slump with all those weapons that we just gave you, mm-hmm. there's a problem. That's fair. That's honestly fair, though.
0: But uh, before we switch uh, not only topics with sports... Um, So what we're going to do uh, in in the middle of every episode that we produce is we're going to um, uh, produce some scores uh, from around the world of sports, I should say, uh, like a little two-minute drill. And uh, Dan's going to take us off with, with, with this week's.
1: Yep. So uh, I will be jumping into the world of Major League Baseball right now. Top of the ninth inning, the Yankees are up 6-1 to one on the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, the Houston Astros and the Red Sox are currently in a rain delay. They are tied 2-2 in the middle of the sixth inning. Colorado Rockies and the San Francisco Giants, they are tied 1-1 in the bottom of the fourth. Later tonight, we have a very intriguing matchup against the Arizona Diamondbacks. They travel to L.A. to face the Dodgers. Tony Gonsolin takes the mound for the Dodgers as Madison Bumgarner takes the mound for the Diamondbacks, both of whom have a sub-2 ERA. So keep a lookout for that game. And then in the world of soccer, Newcastle took a damaging shot to Arsenal's Champions League aspirations for next year. They upset the Gunners 2-0. And also in the world of soccer, we saw Paulo Dybala. He said goodbye to Juventus as his contract is has expired. He is a free agent this year. Uh, being touted to numerous teams, I personally think he's going to enter Milan. A lot of people believe he's going to come to the Premier League, so we'll see what happens. And speaking of other expiring contracts, Luis Suarez played his final game for Atletico Madrid. He is fielding MLS offers, but he prefers to stay in Europe. We jump to the world of basketball, the Miami Heat, and the Boston Celtics start off the Eastern Conference Finals tomorrow in Miami. And on Wednesday, we start off with the Western Conference Finals, the Dallas Mavericks, led by Luka Doncic, who was just immaculate in Game 7. They travel all the way out to Oakland to face the Golden State Warriors. And finally, in the world of hockey, the next round, the Eastern second round, the Rangers, who had an amazing Game 7 performance, they travel to Carolina to face the Hurricanes. And finally, in the Western Conference second round, the Oilers travel to Calgary.
0: Wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff there. (laughs) I felt like I was... uh... I feel like. I was like in the mode. I was trying to play like the two minute drill. Like dun 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 dun. <laughs> like don't... that was pretty good though, right? That was good, man. For hey, hey, All bravo! Right. To I, you. I
1: felt. I felt really good on that one.
0: I, I was. I was like, look at him go.
1: <laughs> Rumbling, mumbling, stumbling. You <laughs> like good. Chris Berman? Yeah. He right. could go Oh the. Uh,
0: what? Yeah, pretty much. It's, I was like, I feel like next time we do this, we definitely have to have music behind it just to put something on there. And then, like, every time yeah. there's an upset, we have to definitely change the tone.
1: Like, uh-oh, here it comes. <laughs> I definitely ran through, like, four sports in, like, a minute 30. I'm very impressed with myself. And in the sport of <laughs> bowling,
0: another person hit a 300. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hey, you know, engulf the AT&T Byron Nelson Classic.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. Another news. But um so like I said switching to another uh, topic of sports. Basketball. Um the conference final matchups are, have now been announced after the uh, Phoenix Suns essentially shit the bed last night against the Dallas Mavericks. It was so bad. Like I'm going to tell you right now, I was I watched the interview today with Patrick Beverley and he literally on air said in those type of matchups just bench and sit chris paul just sit him he is that they said he is the the liability on that team when it comes to those situations um
1: he needs to be on espn more often i loved every single thing he did today
0: yeah it was great it was wonderful it really was was some of the best stuff i had seen um I want to know your take with the. Before we obviously get to the Easter Convert side, with that situation last night that transpired, um, was it that Phoenix sucked that bad, or was it that Luka is that good?
1: A um, little bit of both. Luka is as advertised. The guy's good. Um, I'm, I'm calling him Huka Doncic from now on after I found out um, from a teammate of his that. His diet consists of smoking hookah, eating McChickens, and drinking vodka on a daily basis. Really? So from now on, his name is Hookah Doncic from now on. So you're telling and me if that if I, eat,
0: straight... if I eat McChickens every day, I will be as athletically gifted as Luka Doncic.
1: And, and you drink and you drink some vodka and you smoke some hookah on the side? Yeah, you might be a 30-10-10 guy in the NBA. Wow. Yeah. I was talking to yeah. my buddy about it. I'm like, damn I'm like, all I need to do is eat McDonald's, and maybe Manchester United calls me for a tryout.
0: I mean, at this point, who wouldn't United call at, at
1: this point? Because, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later on the show. I'm, I'm <laughs> telling
0: you right now, it, both of us are better center backs than, than old Harry Maguire. I'm just going to throw that this out there. This bag of
1: Sarapex kids to my right has done a better job defending than Harry Maguire. Um if my but, air
0: conditioning that currently does not work is better than Harry Maguire. Yeah. Yeah. No. Without a doubt.
1: It's just as serviceable too. <laughs> right, exactly. But uh no, Luca is as advertised and the Phoenix Suns just played that bad they could not hit a shot to save their lives. And I said the same thing about excuse me, the Miami Heat uh, in again games three and four against Philadelphia they couldn't buy a shot. It wasn't that Joel Embiid was back, Joel Embiid was at fifty maybe sixty percent. That man was still not healthy mm-hmm. and I kept getting shit from six or fans saying, Oh, you see what happens when Joel Embiid's back on the line but, like he didn't do anything. He, he he was like it's like thirteen and ten. Omer, you're seven from the heat can come off the bench and give us thirteen and ten. Dwayne right. Deadman. Do it. It was not because Joel Embiid was in there. It was because Miami couldn't buy a shot. And then in Game 5, Miami blew the brakes off of them because they started hitting their shots. They won by 35 points. And then in Game 6, after the third quarter, Miami blew the brakes off them because they started hitting their shots. If the Phoenix Suns started hitting their shots, it would have been a much closer game. I did predict Phoenix to win last night. I still, you know, kind of said, you know, Phoenix Game 7. You know, Chris Paul's in it and whatnot, but you know they, they, they failed me. And you know, I said it on ESPN Radio when you know when you and I were there. I said that this the Suns championship window is the fastest closing in sports, and that window shut, and it's locked right now. And I don't know how they're going to open it back up because. Um, a report came out just recently before we got on the air that DeAndre Ayton feels undervalued by the Phoenix Suns. So if you lose him, that's a major problem. And he's a restricted free agent um, this summer.
0: I uh, I know a buddy of mine, a really real good buddy of mine who is uh, from the area, uh, is a lo- longtime Die Hard Suns fan. And he tells me that he is ready for DeAndre Ayton to go. Like, just leave. He is tired he's of him. dominant.
1: He is a dominant center. Like if he goes, Phoenix is done.
0: The, from his point of view, it's that um the he's not giving a hundred percent and he's very like lazy at times. It's obviously I'm just kinda, you know, referencing of what he says. But I I think that, you know, every of course everybody on a team has their part. And if DeAndre Ayton feels that he is being undervalued and that's being publicly announced, it's really hard to kind of rekindle everything going on because everybody played bad that game. I think Devin Booker had 11 points, uh, Chris Paul had 10. Uh, just awful. Yeah, Spud abs- just couldn't
1: shoot. No, Cam Johnson couldn't shoot.
0: The whole team just didn't want to play. They just didn't want to play. That was just that was the end of it. Dallas wanted it more,
1: and. Um, I at- think Phoenix got cocky. I think they got cocky. They played. They played very arrogant this year. Like last year, last year they were out to make a statement. And they that's exactly what they did. This year they went in as the best team in basketball record-wise, uh-huh. and you know they played very arrogant, especially against Dallas. It was very cocky. Like mm-hmm. it was a different side of Devin Booker that I have never seen. Devin Booker was out here talking shit, mm-hmm. and I'm like, damn, dude. Never like you've you've always been kind of like the quiet assassin. Like he'll just come out, drop thirty eight, and walk off the court. Right? Like he's talking shit to Luka. He's talking shit to Jalen Brunson. I'm like, damn, dude. I'm like, you guys, you guys are, you guys are drinking the lemonade, and you know, you think your shit smells like cinnamon buns.
0: For real, dude. And then on the opposite side of that whole the whole matchup too, Golden State. God, they look good, man. They look really good. I I feel like that they're a lot uh they're uh, talent wise from they're top to sweep. bottom
1: i think they're i think they're gonna sweep the mavericks i
0: don't i don't think they'll sweep i think they might go to six games
1: they're gonna sweep them it's I, bad.
0: I i mean and the only reason i say they think they won't is i don't think that was the last time you saw like a conference final sweep it's been a while hasn't it
1: it's been a long time. yeah I can't. I actually, I can't even recall one honestly because I mean, usually, usually it is. It is the two best teams left standing, and that it's rare. But so you really have to go, and you really have to go in and just flat out dominate them.
0: Yeah, I mean, D- Dallas is playing good ball now. Like, obviously not as good as Gold State, but they're playing good ball. I, it would be yeah, like, a huge shot. But
1: like, you have to, you have to do what you did to Phoenix. Like, you have to limit the shooting. But, like, the difference between Phoenix is shooting and Golden State is shooting. Golden State shooting is way more consistent than Phoenix. Like, Jordan Poole, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry are certified snipers. Yeah. Like, these guys, if, if they make two in a row, just start getting ready for an absolute ass-whooping.
0: I know. You're, you're absolutely right. And uh, and then obviously you still got other pieces of that. Like obviously Draymond still does this thing. Like he's not going to put thirty points up, but he's going to be involved in every aspect of the game. And obviously you know
1: Avon Looney had twenty one rebounds in that clinching game against Memphis. Like that, that's obscene.
0: Yeah, everybody plays their part and everybody succeeds in their part, and that's that's how you win championships. I mean that's that's just the way
1: it is. The coaching staff is phenomenal. The Warriors have two head coaches on their staff. Yeah. Steve Kerr and Mike Brown. Yeah. No, like, I right. don't know how much beautiful that gets. Like, you have a defensive wizard and Mike Brown. And then you have an offensive minded head coach and Steve Kerr. Like it just everything balances out perfectly.
0: It's literally the it's the balance that Thanos wanted. It's just there.
1: Yeah. I am personally hoping for Miami versus Dallas part three. I think that would be cool. A third time in the finals Ooh. that they meet.
0: Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. But speaking of the, of, of the Miami Heat, switching over to the eastern side of, of, of here, you know, Boston what was a and six. Yeah, he, oh, dude, the Heat look very good. Like, I, I typically, okay, just a disclaimer I don't watch a ton of basketball. I, growing up, I, I kind of got into it, um, but never really, like, had a team that I sat down and rooted for, which I probably should start to find a team. It's kind of hard to like root for the Heat now. I'm like, oh yeah, Miami fan. I'm like, oh, sure you are, but um, no, that it's as far as how how Miami played, uh, it they are very deep as well. Uh, they're hungry. Yeah, I, they you know a couple of years ago they were in the finals, you know the bubble finals, and I think that they have a ton to prove that they thought that wasn't a fluke.
1: Yeah, they're yeah, you know, especially Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler this year, statistically wise, he is the best player in the playoffs. I'm not saying that as a fan of the Miami Heat. Just if you look at the stats and like anal- and analytically speaking, mm-hmm. he is the best player. Uh, he has the best player efficiency rating out of every player in the playoffs. Yeah, the and- man legitimately averages like thirty three points a game in the playoffs. I think, I think it's like 28 points a game in the playoffs, that's insane. which I means that's winning, that's winning basketball. Yeah. All of his numbers are higher than they were in the regular season, which means he wants this. And in all honesty, if this team makes the finals, they have to win it because that'll be two NBA finals appearances in three years. You have to at least take one of them. Mm. And they have been one of the most consistent franchises over the last decade or so. This is their sixth time in 12 years in the conference finals.
0: Well, I mean, to be fair, majority of the other times, I mean, you Uh know who was there. You know what I mean? Probably one of the best. Yeah,
1: but you know what? uh, You know what the thing is? That Eastern Conference was not that bad either. You had that loaded Pacers team that would give Miami headaches. You had Chicago. the, The Chicago Bulls were still really good. In that you know in that era, Celtics. Um, you had you had the yes, yeah, Celtics were still good. The Brooklyn Nets just you know they went out and made that stupid trade to get the you know the big three from Boston uh, without Ray Allen. Obviously, they went to go get Jason Terry, Paul yeah. Pierce, and Kevin Garnett. Try. Right, and that I remember that I remember that year they swept Miami in the season series. They went four and against Miami, and then Miami beat them in five in the playoffs. <laughs> um,
0: the Knicks were really good back you then know. too. The Knicks, uh, the yeah, Hawks.
1: Yeah, with, they had. Uh, yeah, the Knicks, those that three-point shooting team with like Steve Novak, Jason, K, like everyone on that team hit threes. Uh-huh. Carmelo Anthony was still in his prime. Uh, the Eastern Conference was not bad when you know Miami was running the show over there. There was uh-huh. that one, I think, it was one year they went down as a two-seed.
0: Don't forget, man. You cannot forget. You cannot disrespect the time frame of Dwight Howard in his prime with the Orlando Magic. Can't Uh, yeah
1: one NBA finals appearance and then everything else went to hell.
0: Can't forget that dude. Yeah, but that 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 was that was the year we were robbed of a LeBron Kobe final. Yes, that was the year we were robbed of it.
1: Yeah, but the Lakers would have smacked them too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean that was the that that was it. That was still a good series though with with Orlando, but um i know obviously your thoughts because you're you're a heat fan but um they're obviously they're they're gonna be facing the boston celtics after they i would you say shockingly one game seven against the the bucks or would you say uh, well deserved, no.
1: or i would say hard fought and earned i respect boston um they're the team that I probably, if I had a list of team that I feared the most in the playoffs, it was definitely them. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a big Jason Tatum fan. I've been a fan of his since he got drafted. I call him a young Carmelo Anthony. Um, he might even be better, honestly. Um, you know, Jalen Brown is another guy. I said that he was gonna be a really good player. He was a project player coming out, and I said that he was gonna be really good. Uh huh. Um. They're, you know, these are they're two very evenly matched teams. These are two teams that love to play defense. They shoot the three very well. And more importantly, they can put out eight or nine guys on the court, and the, each of those eight or nine guys knows their role, and they can produce. Yep. So this is as evenly matched as a series as you're going to get. Um, the best case scenario for me as a Heat fan, I wanted Miami, I wanted Milwaukee and Boston to go seven games, beat the living crap out of each other, and let Miami come in and clean up the scraps. And, and I think that's exactly what – I think exactly that's what's going to happen. I think game one – I think Miami – Miami plays better without Kyle Lowry. I don't know why, but they just play better with Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, now I'm reading that Marcus Smart might actually miss game one with his foot sprain. It kind of balances out even more. Miami doesn't have their defensive point guard, and neither does neither does Boston. And I think Marcus Smart off of Boston is way more impactful than Miami not having Kyle Lowry because Miami is 6-0 and with Gabe Vincent as the starting point guard. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me how. It is a weird, funny stat, but it just works.
0: Yeah, this could be, a, a, I think, like you said, a good series. Um, this one could it's go to seven
1: it could easily go to 7 but in this case you know Miami having home court and Miami being undefeated at home in the playoffs knock on wood Miami gets that very very slight edge um and if Boston wins yeah you know best you know this is one of those where the best team is going to go you know obviously it's it's very cliche mm. but if Miami had like lost to Philly or the or Milwaukee came in and beat Miami in the playoffs. I wouldn't say the best team won. I would say you caught Miami on a few off nights because I think Miami is clearly better than Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Miami's better than Milwaukee, but they're very evenly matched with the Boston Celtics. And at the same time, too, is every single person, it was in my DMs saying, you can't beat Boston. You can't beat Boston. I'm like, did y'all not watch the playoffs two years ago? We kicked their ass in the playoffs. Granted, yeah, it was the bubble, but you're still playing ball. These are this it's the same team.
0: It's very true though. It
1: really, is, it really is almost the same roster as Boston like Boston had two years ago. I mean, obviously the younger guys now have more experience, like you know, like JT and Brown and Richard and you know both Grant and Patrick Williams. But, you know, so did Miami. Tyler Hero is not a rookie anymore. Damn out of Bile's gotten stronger. Mm-hmm. You got Butler, you have Struess, you got Robinson, Oladipo. You know, that's the one. I, I think, think Miami, is gonna
0: be the big difference. Is Victor Oladipo.
1: I think Miami's. Yeah, exactly. I think Miami's depth is better equipped to win than Boston's. You, Boston, you can't, you can't really rely on someone like a Aiton Pritchard or a Daniel Tice or one of the Williams. Um, but you know, Miami, you can lean on guys like Tyler Hero and Victor Oladipo because those guys can go out and drop twenty whenever they want to. You know, Pritchard is someone that can. You know, he's very streaky. He's either hitting all his threes or he's not. Um, you know, Grant Williams, great Game Seven, but I don't. I really don't expect him to do anything like that in the in the playoffs. Or I, I, I excuse me, against the Heat. Um, Patrick Williams, like once again, another big body in there. I'm very excited to see Jimmy versus Jason Tatum. That's gonna be, that one. Yeah, uh, that Jason Tatum has brilliant. not faced someone like a, like a pit bull at like Jimmy Butler, and I. I think Jimmy Butler has not faced someone who's as good on defense as J- as Jason Tatum right now. Right.
0: So it's, I mean, it's pretty safe to say that this is going to, like you said, this is going to go all the way. Like I, you don't foresee this being like a sweep for any, in either side.
1: No, I don't, I no. if this is, um, if, if someone were to sweep mm-hmm. one of if someone were to sweep, that team is winning the NBA Finals because if you can knock out your biggest competition in your conference, mm. you're gonna go. You're gonna go kick the next team's ass. Right. Yeah. That's... Like I said, Boston is Boston's great, and like the, I think Boston Miami is gonna be um, is gonna be a good. It's a good rivalry. It's it's been a rivalry since the mid 2000s, and it's just gonna keep going and going because these are two of the most Consistent winning franchises right now in the Eastern Conference currently, like Miami. Just Miami finds guys off their streets, like Max Strus, Duncan Robinson, Gabe Vincent. These guys come in and make immediate impacts. That's true. Though, like man. it's scary. It's scary. It really is scary. They could find, you know, some guy working at Geek Squad at Best Buy, and he becomes a lethal shooter. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs>
0: So um, I guess we'll go ahead and and do our picks for this. Um, I mean, I guess in in the Western Conference, it's really hard to go against Golden State to go into the finals just because of how good they are. And um, I think it'll be Golden State versus Miami in this one.
1: I think so too. I think it's gonna be Heat in six, Golden State in five.
0: Now, do you think if that does happen the uh, longevity like if there's an extra time off for Golden State do you think that would hurt them or help them sometimes if you take too much time off um it throws like a it throws a wrench in the rhythm versus or sometimes if you play too much you don't recover and then you know fatigue kind of kicks in like what what do you think that would happen in uh, that situation
1: well granted whoever wins out of the west I think has to travel to the Eastern Conference because I think Boston and Miami both have better records than uh, Dallas and Golden State. So the winner of the West has to travel so you can have all the rest day you want, but you got to travel, right? Team The other Boston and Miami, that's a, that's a, that's a three, that's a three hour flight. That's, that's cake for them. That's, you know, yeah. Dallas to Miami. Dallas to Miami is pretty quick, but if Golden State has to travel across the country. Yeah, Dallas lag, to Miami would you know, probably jet lag, jet lag. can play a role, and you know, no one, no one ever thinks about that. The traveling team may actually be at a disadvantage, but especially if you have to travel a far distance.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like with a whole, you know, with the schedule that we brought on the earlier part of our show. Um, You know the Pittsburgh Steelers; they're not even leaving the Eastern, like the Eastern time zone, like they're just. That's which I think is. They may actually have
1: a good season. They may actually have a good season because they're going to be well rested.
0: Yeah, they don't have to. They don't have to, you know, go like different, way different time zones. They don't have. I don't. Do they? They don't even play in London this year. Like they've got it made. They've they've got it made. But um, switching over to to, what's that?
1: no, because we're talking about like the the Steelers don't play in London. Yeah, I was confused. If Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, is like a liaison to England, should the Jets automatically just have a London game every year? You would think so, right? Yeah, because under the Trump administration, I think he was like the like our representative or something. Uh huh. And and then in the draft, Nick Mangold announced one of the picks from London. So I'm like, okay, I guess we're maybe getting a London game this year. Uh,
0: yeah. I, it seems as that did not happen, which I mean I guess is not a terrible thing, because of how well y'all drafted. You know, every home game counts. You know, people want to see this. Yeah, I mean they had not. they had the
1: London they had the London game last year against Atlanta.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. What a snooze fest that was. Yeah, probably. Look, but um, I, w- got, I remember it got good towards the end. But let's right. let's
1: let's move on. <laughs>
0: yeah, no kidding. Um, so I want to talk about some of our. Uh, first of all it's like a part a part b thing um early predictions man um who are your like super super early favorites for the super bowl this year
1: um afc afc's hard obviously right That's uh good AFC, I mean... like, afc is like you can say nine teams from the afc and you can make a case for all of them exactly i think I personally think out of the AFC. Hear me out on this. Healthy, give me the Chargers out of the AFC to go to the Super Bowl.
0: Dude, why? Why was that my pick too? <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like that was that. I, I was like, okay, a team that's gonna it's gonna be under the radar because of how good their division is. They're gonna come out on top, maybe even a wild card. But because of how well so this Mac- time.
1: And both the uh, opposite sides, like, and they you can't get much better than that.
0: Dude, and they, and not only that, man, but they, um, oh, God, drawing a blank here, massive, massive blank. But they signed they signed a corner in the, in the offseason. J.C. Jackson. Like, they, I mean, they knew what they were doing. They knew that in order to compete in that division, they had to load up the defense. Their offense was pretty much solid. They didn't have to touch anything on that. They,
1: yeah, they just tweaked the offensive line a little bit. And that's yeah, it. they're
0: just like, ah, uh, I guess we can throw in another offensive lineman here and there, but but they they crushed the draft or they crushed off season in general with that defense.
1: Um, yeah, like I said, you go out and you get Khalil Mack like
0: for, for nothing. They gave up yeah, nothing. They,
1: they, they, legit, they legit got him for like a, a a Wawa iced tea and like
0: not even that, man like they like literally like the chargers went to, the chargers went to mcdonald's yep. which is aka the bears and they said hey can we get ice cream from your ice cream machine and they said sure they went to the drive-thru and they said sorry we're out of ice cream but we can give you a tub of cookies instead and the chargers like sure that works for us and they got khalil mac for it like that's that's literally what they got
1: yeah, and then they go to the draft. You get Zion Johnson at guard, and then they they draft Isaiah Spill, the running back, which I think was a steal. If you pair him up with Austin Eckler right there, you got your double running backs. Yeah. They went out. They got J.C. Jackson. They have Bryce Callahan now at corner. They went out. They got Kyle Noy. They obviously got Khalil Mack. Still got the like, Owen
0: James, man. They. I mean, that team is yeah, just like, loaded.
1: You know, so, and they got Sebastian Joseph. They now defend to tackle. Like, and they got Gerald Everett at tight end, like –
0: they Mike the, I Williams. The I like think Exactly. Competed, and Keenan. They did everything they needed to do as a team to compete in that division. And I mean, it was like they had a checklist and then they had like sub bullets for each check portion of the checklist. And they somehow knocked everything off that they had to do. If they I mean, obviously if they don't make the playoffs, it'd be it would be a shock but all four of those teams that division could easily win 10 games. I mean, honestly, like if you said the Raiders will make the playoffs and could compete, I would be like, "Well, I mean, that's very that's very understandable because they're that good." And to me,
1: and to me the Raiders are the worst team in that division, but they would finish in first place in any other division in the AFC in my opinion. Maybe not the AFC East, maybe they'll finish behind Buffalo, but they're def- they'll definitely compete with buffalo. They'll run away with the AFC North and they'll run away with the AFC South easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean Well, but- uh, AFC North AFC North they'll compete with the Bengals, but I might even take the Raiders very slightly. I think the Raiders defense is better than the Bengals. The Bengals didn't really do a lot to address their secondary.
0: No, they didn't. They they essentially did everything possible to address the offensive line, which again not terrible. Which is fine because they were because they were literally maybe a tenth of a second away from having a Super Bowl ring. I mean, because Jamar Chase just cooked. I mean, just was cooking that entire Super Bowl. And he absolutely destroyed Jalen Ramsey on that last play. Uh, it was it was yeah. bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, they, they drafted Daxton Hill. Um, Daxton Hill could be a safety and a slot corner, so... Uh-huh. They they tried they tried addressing it in the draft, but you know, getting Lyle Collins was massive. Like that was like the, and they got Alex Kappa, they got Ted Karras. Like they really were like, you know what? We don't really if we can if we can make it to the Super Bowl with a very subpar secondary, uh-huh. and if Joe Burrow gets an extra like point two five seconds to throw the ball, we can do this again. Absolutely, that was their thought could. process.
0: Absolutely, they absolutely could because the uncertainty yeah. with Cleveland. We don't know what's going to happen. I know Deshaun Watson is meeting with the, with the um, with the NFL this week regarding his whole situation. I don't know, know what's going to happen. I mean, if they do, then that's probably why Cleveland has not traded Baker. Which I mean, if you're it Baker, yeah. Um, the Ravens don't have a receiver, uh, so I don't know who the ball. I'm sorry, besides Mark Andrews, don't know who's going to catch the ball over there. Uh, Rashad
1: Bateman is going to be a
0: nasty player this year. I'm
1: telling you, uh, I think this is going to break out, and it this is, oh, this is this is it for you right now, man. They drafted him in the first round a few years ago. Like now, it's time for you to shine.
0: Yeah, and um, Pittsburgh, don't know if they are in win now mode or if they're just trying to ki- to keep the consistency of having a winning record again next year. Not they're-
1: they're building a core and I like what they're doing. They went, you know, you got thicket, you have Najee Harris, you have Claypool. Uh, um, did they, they drafted two wide receivers, right? They drafted that Calvin Austin from Memphis, who I'm a big fan of. He's gonna yep. be their gadget. Guy. Um, I think they drafted him. didn't they draft another wide receiver?
0: I don't think so. I don't I don't think I so. Thought they,
1: I thought they went I thought they did a double wide receiver.
0: Let me let me double check on that. They got
1: yeah, they, they got they got they got George Pickens from Georgia. That's a steal where they where they got him. Oh yeah, they, they did didn't they? Holy yeah. God. So like right, so like they have they have a core. The offensive line is abysmal. Like like Kenny Pickett is Kenny Pickett or, or Mitch Trubisky, they're gonna have a very hard time. Behind yeah. that offensive, Najee Harris is gonna have a hard time too um their defense you know it's it's pittsburgh you know they can take a playstation controller and he'll be a hall of fame defender in a in a few years right um you know pittsburgh is going to be one of those teams where you don't want to face them but if you do face them you have a good chance at winning just because if you can get to the quarterback mm-hmm. you and know I- you're going to win that game they they're, they're going to they're in the middle of a transitional period like i I actually think they're going to finish in last division. I think the Browns may edge them because, like I said, I think when Deshaun Watson comes back to Cleveland, that season's going to turn around for them. Um,
0: Their schedule, I, though, oh, overall, I mean, it is pretty tough. Like I said, they, they they played the Bengals, Patriots, Browns, Jets, Bills, Bucks, Dolphins, Eagles, Saints, Bengals again, Colts, Falcons, Ravens, Panthers, Raiders, Ravens, Browns. So that's a season where they could they could win eight nine games that's a season they could also win five to six games uh i don't know what the what the the game plan is there obviously mike tomlin is one of the best coaches in the league i think there's no question yeah the guy that.
1: the guy's a, the guy's a genius um I, but, I don't know um, how he's
0: dealt with some of the personalities he's had the last few years and everything and still managed to be successful the what he does. He's he's a fantastic coach.
1: Hear me out on this one. The New England Patriots finish in last place in the AFC East this year.
0: Ooh. I don't think that's out of the question. I like
1: that silence. I like that silence, E.K. Ooh. I'll you, dude, they're bad. Like, in. On, the, paper, on paper, they're bad, but it's like—I
0: mean, we've seen Belichick I, do really bad in the offseason and still turn it around. I think, dude, at this I'm point telling you, now, I think,
1: I think he's selling. I think he's selling out. They they drafted an offensive lineman in the first round. that had like a fourth round grade.
0: Yeah, and they didn't do. No, anything Rams the, laughed at him. They didn't do anything uh-huh. in free agency. Like, what did yeah, they do? and
1: while while you have Buffalo. Who, who doesn't really need to get any better. They're just they bring they, they're like, yo, let's just run it back. We have the same team. Mm-hmm. Um, Miami obviously went out and had a hell of an offseason and they just signed Melvin Ingram yesterday, so that just adds to their defense. Obviously we see what the Jets are doing, everyone's loving the offseason the Jets are having. But then you have the Patriots who last year they went out and, you know, gave everyone a blank check and said, Write what you think you're worth on it and we'll pay you and only two of them worked out and Hunter Henry and Matthew Judon. Johnny Smith was crap yeah like there was there was really, there was no point for that team to to overpay on two tight ends Hunter Henry good tight end they overpaid him and Johnny Smith completely overpaid yeah, there, like, there wasn't no, any sense why there was signed no
0: one but two tight ends like like what I understand you want to
1: rebuild. Yeah, like they want they're trying to like re you know rebuild uh, Gronk and Aaron Hernandez, but like you're not going to do that. Not like those those do. two guys, those two guys, Hernandez and Gronkowski, phenomenal tight ends. Hunter Henry's a good tight end, John Smith is a below average tight end. Yeah. And Aaron Hernandez I can argue is incredibly more athletic than John Smith.
0: Oh 100% by
1: significant margin.
0: Yeah, he was a wide receiver literally.
1: Yeah, and he lined up in the backfield as a running back sometimes. Like it was scary. And now that they don't have Josh McDaniels calling plays anymore, I, I think Bill Belichick is, you know, one or two years away from saying, "You know what? I just blew up this team. You rebuild it, I'm out." Cuz yeah. he he didn't draft well. They obviously did not spend any money in free agency. I think he really is selling out. Mm-hmm. I think he's just – I think, you know, right now he's just cruising on and he's just waiting for the time to say, you know what, I can't really do it anymore. I think they, I think they finish in last place. I think Miami, who every year seems to do very good against New England for some godforsaken reason, um, I think the Jets finally snapped their losing streak to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And Buffalo's going to kick their ass two times this year. I really do think the New England Patriots are going to finish in last place in the AFC East, and the Jets are going to finish in third.
0: I also think that, like, the Lions will finish third, and I think the Vikings will win their division.
1: You know the sad thing is? I was going to say the exact thing. I was like, do not sleep on the Minnesota Vikings this year.
0: If Dalvin can stay healthy, that will be a team to watch out for. Kirk Cousins silently did very well last year. It just didn't get yep. any respect. It did really if you
1: work. um and if so, um I said we we both agree Chargers will we think very early on right now, before you know, you know, obviously God forbid we're not calling this, but you know, training camp injuries and preseason injuries. Right. Um uh, on paper right now as it stands, we're both saying Chargers are gonna come out of the AFC yes. as the champions. Yes.
0: The NFC Okay. Oh, so so,
1: you do NFC you do NFC first. I wanna see if we have to if we're on the same uh thinking line oh, right here. Oh
0: man. So the NFC is really, really tough because and I say tough on the opposite side, everybody is super competitive on the AFC. The NFC is like everybody didn't do great in the off season. Like it's it's bad. I could I could easily just throw the Buccaneers in there because they literally have the fi- the highest over under at an eleven and a half wins this season and call it a day because Tom Brady's back. But I don't know how their secondary is. Their secondary is pretty awful. It's it's bad. Yeah, and the Jets
1: and the Jets took Jordan Whitehead away, so now he's the you know, that that's a right. that's a that's a, that's a the, big piece. That's a safety.
0: That lost Alex Kappa to the Bengals. Um uh, and then but green bay man oh, green bay they they lost obviously devonte adams they did not get a wide receiver they lost uh valda scantling they as get well wi- they
1: did they did get a wide oh, receiver oh that's
0: right well i mean they they, they got christian watson who yeah. i was a big fan of yeah they didn't get one day one i'm i'm yeah they got another yeah he was he's a great player i think like versus or athleticism or versatility that he was graded in 99 so i think oh man he might be a solid fantasy player to watch out for in the late rounds. If Oh, he
1: definitely is gonna be.
0: If he uh doesn't turn up in the preseason or training camp and people just wait way too early pick him. Uh I I'm gonna go with the Rams again. I'm gonna take
1: Okay, a- we're, on, we're not on the same we're not on the same wavelength then.
0: Okay. I don't like I mean NFC East again. Uh, I don't think Dallas does anything. If they win the first round of the playoffs, maybe we'll see something about that. The Buccaneers is a very high second. They might win it, win the NFC East to represent it. But the Rams, they they seem pretty intact. Like, they didn't really lose a whole lot. And And Matthew Stafford looks like he's ready to run it back again. He got that taste of not being in Detroit, getting that Super Bowl. He's going want to want to go back and get it again. What you think, bro? I I, I like sensing the silence and this like you're about to throw me a wrench here as far as what you're about to say. And I I'm kinda oh, worried you're about good. it. You're gonna, yeah. Is it is it the Niners right. or the Cardinals or something like that?
1: No, no, no. So you know how we said that the uh we said the Minnesota Vikings were gonna win the a- the NFC North.
0: You got the Vikings went going to the Super Bowl?
1: Nope. Who? The Green Bay Packers are going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl.
0: Oh, okay. So you think they're going to do it, but as a wild card.
1: Um, yep. I, I I really do think, you know, I don't I don't want to say that, you know, Devontae Adams was a distraction or anything, uh-huh. but he was definitely, obviously, the guy that, like, you're going to target on the field. Okay. I think now that rock can really spread the ball around, he can you know and, and he's one of those guys that he makes every other wide receiver better.
0: Yeah, that's I mean because, that's very true though. He has,
1: he has, he has that innate ability. He has the the Drew Brees, the Peyton Manning, the Tom Brady, you know, Gene, where you know, I can get a plastic bag and I can make that plastic bag a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Uh-huh. Now their defense, healthy, very good. They went out, they drafted Quay Walker and Devontae White. Two college teammates are going to be on the same team. The, the chemistry is already there. You go out and you get Christian Watson. This is a big boy. This man is six foot four, and I think he ran like a sub-4, four, 440. Yep. That's terrifying. That is terrifying. And then they drafted someone who I think is going to be a steal, um, Romeo Dubs, the wide receiver from Nevada, another—he's a speedy, speedy motherfucker. Uh, he's going to be a punt return guy as well. Uh, you know, I think that's going to be someone that uh, Lafleur is going to use as a uh, as a gadget type of player. Mm. Um, another wide receiver, too, some Moritore from Nebraska, another wide receiver they drafted. I trust all the wide receivers the Packers draft as long as Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. She will give them the ball, and they're gonna be just fine. Yeah, I, I, uh... I really, I really think a healthy Green Bay Packers team is still terrifying. They're younger on defense now. You know, I'm not gonna say they went out and they replaced Devonte Adams because that's that takes years of developing some of these wide receivers. Um, you know, they still have Amari Rodgers, who I think is a who I think is a very decent. Um, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have Sammy Watkins. They have Randall Cobb. They still have Alan Lazard. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, you know, they, they the guys are still there. And like I said, their defense is still good. You know, Jair Alexander is a top five corner in the game. Adrian Amos is a very decent safety. You still have Darnell Savage, I believe. Um, you still have Zadarius Smith. You just rebuilt your whole, whole defensive line. You got another linebacker. You know, I could keep going on. I, I, I just think the Packers are, are, are you know, they, they gave Aaron Rodgers all that money. Go mm-hmm. do something with it.
0: Right. Um, and those are, I mean, it's obviously great points. Like I was going to say too, like you had mentioned, they can't replace Devontae Adams, but they can replace the receptions for those who they drafted and spread the love through that. Maybe potentially have more targets overall, you know, and that on the opposite side of the spectrum Helps Aaron Jones whenever he runs the ball.
1: Yeah, and, and you like, still have A.J. Dillon, too, as the, as the bell cow. Yes,
0: dude. And I think A.J. Dillon, hear me out, I think A.J. Dillon could be the starter by the end of season or maybe postseason. A.J. Dillon is a very good running back. Very good. And yeah. I, you, start, you start to kind of see the reps slowly. It's not a sudden thing. It's not like, whoa, 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 like uh, – why, are all his, all, why, are, why is he getting more touches? It's it's like a slowly thing. It's like one here, one there, but he's getting more volume, more opportunities, and he's doing well with it. Um, I think that this might be a 50-50 uh, split to begin the season, and, which sucks for fantasy football purposes because it's like, oh shit, who do you take? Um,
1: you get the vulture. Yes.
0: <laughs> God, dude. I hate that so much. But I do think, though, that when you have all that and you have more depth, more targets, more hands, uh, that now that you mention it, Green Bay um, does seem like a a team that will compete and potentially make it to Super Bowl. But I think we both agree, not as a division winner.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to make a crazy run.
0: Right. So I would like to throw something at you. Tell me one team that made the po- that made the postseason last year, that won't make it this year, and one team that didn't, that will make it.
1: It's a tough one.
0: It is tough. It's
1: um, it is.
0: Um,
1: I don't think San Francisco makes a playoffs this year. Okay. I think that's an easy one. Right. Um, you know, I think. I mean, like I guess I don't know how good Trey Lance, Trey Lance is going to be. Uh. huh um, he could be really good or he can flop out of the league. I, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, so that'll be my, I'll, I'll do one for, uh, I'll do one for each division, um, or each conference. Excuse me. I was like, each division, um, buddy. I
0: mean, there's something yeah. you, <laughs> you might not get a hold of. <laughs> uh,
1: I think San Francisco misses and give me Tennessee. I think Tennessee does not does not uh, make the playoffs. Um, a team that did not make the playoffs. Uh, give me the give me the Denver Broncos. That's a super easy one. I'll walk right in and give me Russell Wilson okay. going into the playoffs. Ah, um, huh. NFC is tricky. Um, hear me out on this one. Okay. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they need it. Um, give me the New Orleans Saints.
0: I believe, oh, I
1: think a healthy Michael Thomas, Chris Olave. They just got Jarvis Landry, they got the Honey Badger. You still have Lattimore. The defense, the secondary is really good on paper. Yeah, um, the off line is still there. Uh, I still think James Winston is a serviceable NFL quarterback. Uh, you still have Alvin Kamara. Um, I think I think the Saints are going to be the last NFC team in the playoffs. They're going to be the last seed.
0: Okay. Okay. I I don't that those are definitely well. Okay, so no, the Saints did not. Yeah, correct. The Saints did not make the playoffs last year. It was the Eagles who made it. Remember?
1: I was going to say Philly. I was going to say Philly for this year, but then I forgot they got waxed by Tampa Bay.
0: Yeah. Um. So I. So the for the AFC, um, a team that won't make it. Uh. It's, it's tough when you sit here and think about obviously how how deep it is. I was gonna say Tennessee as well. Just I think something is not going to work with that. I think that, um, the division, or as far as with the conference, their overall schedule. I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know if they're going to be an 11-win team that could do that. Um, but uh, give me the Colts in that division to make the playoffs. I think that with Matt Ryan going there, being in another opportunity, a very great opportunity, having a run game, and having a defense that's, that's pretty solid. Um, he doesn't need elite wide receivers. So we'll see how that process goes. Uh, give me the Colts in the AFC. Um, in the NFC, I will take, um, I don't want to say Seattle, but uh, give me Arizona. I don't think they're going to make it this year. That's a good one. Arizona, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended six weeks now for PEDs. Um, that might be too many games for them to miss without a number one receiver. Now, AJ Green obviously could be that guy, but the last time we saw him as a number one receiver, he really he wasn't wasn't there. Um NFC team to make it to the playoffs this year that did not make it last year. That's uh, tough. That's really tough. Um shoot. Hmm, I'm trying I to do start.
1: like Martin's Hollywood Brown in Arizona. Yeah. I think he I think his skill set um I think his skill set fits the Cardinals' scheme. Right. Hmm. And I think whenever DeAndre Hopkins comes back, I think that team's going to scare scary. You.
0: you know what, man? I, for the wild card, will take the Washington Commanders. Oh, I, wow. I, I think so. They also have a very easy schedule. They have an easy schedule, so... That allows them the opportunity to potentially win 10 to 11 games. It could. I mean, they, but will they? We'll see. They have a number one receiver in Terry McLaurin, which obviously everybody knows. Uh, Chase Young obviously stays healthy. Uh, he's a, I mean, top top five, top 10, debatable at his position. Uh, fantastic coach in Rod Rivera. Fantastic coach. And if Carson Wentz stays healthy, Again, these are all a bunch bunch of ifs. If, 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 if. If Carson Wentz stays healthy, bro, that is going to be something that they haven't experienced as far as with a a well above average quarterback since Kirk Cousins. And I think that is, I mean, I don't think the Giants are going to do anything. I mean, let's just face it, they're not. Um, The Eagles, there's a chance the Eagles can win this division this year. There there is a there is a chance, not gonna lie. Um
1: I think they're gonna I think they're gonna run away with that division, honestly.
0: I mean that's not something I'm I'm definitely opposed to hearing. Honestly, they made a very big improvement this offseason and uh Dallas just kind of let them do
1: whatever they wanted with that.
0: Um I think Washington because yeah, now Devon,
1: someone like Devontae Smith, him still being a number two wide receiver is l- lethal
0: yep and aj brown being there yeah that, that team's gonna be really good um i mean it could come down to the very last game of the season where dallas could have the number two seed or washington could have the number two and then the other team would have the fifth seed that's literally what could happen here
1: so you're saying dallas misses the playoffs this year
0: no i say dallas may not make or may not win the division no, down. so you're
1: still you're still you're, you're still in firm belief. You guys sneak into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, I I, be- I believe so. Um, even with as bad as they did, if okay, if they don't, there needs to be hit the reset button. Let's figure this out. They have to. They you know, have if, you to. Playoff- if you guys
1: miss the if you guys missed the playoffs, Mike McCarthy's gone. That's I know Zeke that, that's, is yeah. that Ze- I, Zeke is definitely gone. One hundred percent. I think you guys should have dumped him this off season. Like it, it, really is like trending in the wrong direction for him. I don't know what the hell happened. Mm-hmm. Well, but it's really like he. I know the running back shelf life is not good in the NFL, mm-hmm. but he brings it to a different level where like now teams just don't even want to touch a running back in the first round of the draft. Well, he um
0: it, like even last year. even
1: Brees Hall, Brees Hall was still kind of a. I don't want to say he was a reach, but it's like he already had a massive workload at Iowa State. Now you're gonna put him on the Jets, who are gonna the Jets are are they're gonna be a run first team. I mean, luckily he has a good running back by committee with mm. you know Tevin Coleman and Michael Carter, but like still, man, like the you know you only you can only get so much tread on those tires. By exactly, the, it's sad. By the time a running back by the time a running back is like 29, 30 years old, mm. it's done.
0: Yeah, no, probably before that, man, probably 27, 28. It's just yeah, especially
1: if you were like the, especially if you were like the primary running back, you're done. Like Chris Carson for the Seahawks is already done, and I think he's only like 27 years old.
0: Yeah, CMC is,
1: and they just drafted Kenneth Walker.
0: Yeah, the CMC is literally um, on a decline.
1: He's done. Yeah, CMC. I think the Carolina Panthers should have traded him and get like a massive draft haul from somebody and they could have drafted uh they could have drafted Brees Hall or um Kenneth Walker or you know Isaiah Spiller or you know they could have gotten a running back they
0: were potent- he was in a package a trade offer package for DeShaun Watson a while back
1: and if i was if i was carolina i would have i would have had well I, nah, nah, I wouldn't have done it because
0: no they offered that
1: that was what they i know offered. but like at that I know, but like, if I was running the Panthers, I wouldn't have even bothered because like, at that point, Houston had no draft capital. Uh-huh. Now, if they had, if they had continued doing the last trade to the to Browns, I would have been like, hey, mm-hmm. I see you have some nice draft picks now, but what does CMC look like? Right, yeah. That's... I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. Davis... Davis Mills is not a bad quarterback.
0: No, I don't think so.
1: I think I, when he got drafted, I said he was a steal, and I think he's a very. I think he's gonna be very serviceable. He's not gonna be. He's not gonna be like a Pro Bowl or anything. Uh-huh. He is gonna be. He's gonna be maybe a. Maybe a step above Andy Dalton for a type of career. Maybe even Jay Cutler. Right. Which is not bad. I mean, those guys had, you know, decent years.
0: Yeah. No, they no, they, they didn't have it. They were – it was like a um, – I mean, Andy Dalton still made the Pro Bowl and stuff like that. Like It wasn't like he wasn't bad.
1: Yeah, he had the Bengals in the playoffs, and then he got hurt. And, you know, if Fontes Perfect wasn't an idiot, you know, A.J. McCarron gets a playoff win.
0: Exactly.
1: But that was all set up. That was all set up by, you know, Andy Dalton having a great year. Yeah, exactly.
0: But um guys, I think we're gonna cut it short. We're at an hour and 15 minutes right now. I, I think we had a hell of a first episode. Um, and obviously uh, we're gonna continue to to uh, provide more great content every week. Um, we'll be doing episodes every Monday releasing them on Tuesday on uh, Spotify. And here soon we will have all our of our social media pages up and along with the intro and outro here
1: soon. so, yeah. Um. Actually, the TikTok page has just been created. Oh, uh, like. follow go. TikTok. Yep. You can follow us at TikTok at G W Show. It is all one word at G W Show. Um. I already made. I made one post already, trying to get the thing kind of up and moving. You know, it's a slow process, but you know, we'll get there. If you want to see the first post, it is me laughing at James Harden's stat line from Game Six of the NBA Semifinals.
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, hey guys, again, uh, thank you so much for listening to our first episode. Uh, just let us know if there's um, anything you want us to discuss on the way for the next episode um, on that releases on May 24th. But until then, I uh, appreciate y'all coming by here and uh, have a good week.
1: Adios.